Welcome to Please Ignore Us, where we talk about resources and solutions for our longer lives. Did you know that by the year 2035, there will be more older adults than there are children? Hi, I'm Emily Clay, and I love nerding out about the longevity economy. I have been fortunate to meet with authors, entrepreneurs, and experts talking about what our future may look like as we move into an older demographic globally. Join us as we discuss opportunities as well as challenges in this space. We will share hidden resources and ideas to keep us living our best, longer lives. Because no demographic should be ignored. Stephanie O'Dell, founder of Celebrate the Gray, has styled over 5,000 women and is passionate about updating the age models used in advertising and giving women their power back. She has built a strong following and community of like-minded women who want to change the face of aging for women. I meet these incredible women. Um, one of the things I'm passionate about is changing the visuals and narratives around aging. So being able to tell someone's story for another woman to hear and say, oh, she looks like me. She sounds like me. Maybe I can do what I've thought about for years, but always been told I'm too old. I'm too this. I'm not educated enough. I don't have the experience, blah, blah, blah. When you started Celebrate the Gray, was it just out of, oh my gosh, I don't see anybody who represents me. There's n nobody here <laughs> in, in marketing, advertising. You've had this agency for a while. Isn't that right? Yeah, I've been licensed agency for four years. I started it as a blog six years ago. I've been a fashion stylist for about 15 years and me saying, what's next for me? I set about trying to figure that out and got a part-time job at Athleta started styling, got hired at Stitch Fix through Stitch Fix and Athleta probably styled 6,000 women and really got a love of helping women embrace their shape, especially as they aged. My sweet spot was older women because I feel like we're told if you're not beautiful in your 20s, you're not tall, skinny, then in your 20s or 30s, you're not really relevant. I saw women starting to dress to disappear almost like wearing baggy clothes because their shape had changed and really helping them understand how to dress their shape to enhance the things that were beautiful. Gave them some visibility again and also gave them some power back in their aging. So love that. Did it for five plus years. Had my own styling business. And then about six years ago, some of my older clients said, look, the fashion industry's forgotten us and we feel invisible. I stopped women in grocery stores and I just had this moment of why are these not the women I see in advertising? Why are these not the women I see to represent aging? Because if I saw them, I would feel completely different about aging. So I tried to find somebody else to do it. <laughs> tried to find an agency to partner with because I had women reaching out to me saying, I want to be part of what you're doing. I feel really powerful in my older age. I want other women to feel the same way I do. And I was told, look, we've got our, by modeling agencies, we've got our two older models. We're set. And it's not really a demographic. If I decided, okay, nobody else is going to do this. I was, I'm just turned 60. So now, and I think it was in my fifties, I said to myself, I don't want in five years to say, God, why didn't I just go for it? Why didn't I just figure it out? Why didn't I just ask for help? So I just went for it. I went to small business classes. I figured out how do you start? How do you become an LLC? I asked for a loan from my parents. They gave me $5,000. We at the time had two out-of-state tuitions, so we didn't have a lot of money. 
but I started it on a shoestring. I did everything myself. I taught myself how to do web design. It's not perfect. Learn how to use Instagram, reached out to models that I knew that were older and through Instagram and DM them and asked, how much do you get paid? What does your contract look like? Are you work for one agency? Just educated myself and went from the imposter syndrome to, okay, I think I can do this and just kept doing it. One, one kind of small success at a time. And you touched on this a little bit, but why do you think marketers aren't really targeting older women when the stats are pretty clear, you know, that A, there's money to be spent by older women and B, they buy things. And usually right. they're the ones that buy things in the household. They're, they're super consumer, right? They're buying for, we're buying for ourselves, our partners, our parents. I just went to my parents' house and I bought them all this food from Trader Joe's and she's not a Trader Joe's shopper. And we're also, when we find a good product, good service, we make sure that we tell our friends about it. Yeah. Our wealthy friends. Yeah. <laughs> and we have disposable income. Now my kids are out of college and I do have more income to think about spending. Circling back to your question, why are bigger brands not paying attention? The point of Celebrate the Gray is updating the visuals and narratives. Brands are living in an outdated role model and they're using aspirational marketing, thinking that we want to aspire to be our younger selves. So they're selling us products and using models to make us feel like we've got to look like that. So part of it is outdated marketing models that are being used and we're living longer and healthier. So they don't really work anymore. And I've talked to big brands and they say, look, we want the lifetime of a customer. So we want to get them in their twenties. The lifetime of customer now, even if you get them in their fifties or sixties could be 40 years. So there's a whole different model that needs to be updated. And it's the other side of it too, is we as consumers buy into that aspirational marketing. So we dye our hair, we get skin treatments, we lose weight, we try to wear clothing and fit into clothing that's not right for our body or our lifestyle. So by buying into that aspirational marketing, we're reinforcing this is who we want to be. So part of it is also our responsibility to be very vocal and visible about who we are, what we're doing and how old we are so that decision makers say, oh, that's 60. And I've been portraying 60 like with a walker or retired and not interested in purchasing tech or not interested in clothing. So it's a two-way street. It's education of marketing decision makers, but it's also on us to be authentic in who we are and how we represent ourselves and not buy into the aspirational marketing. I think if we let our dollar speak to those brands that are representing us authentically, it sends that message. Or we write to those brands and say, hey, I really appreciate you representing older people in a positive way because that's who I am. I'm your customer. There are a lot of companies who are embracing it and doing it now, but man, it's taken a while. Yeah. I, and it's slowly starting to change. I think the leaders in it are those small startup brands that are being started by the 40 plus women that sees the need for the product or services and also understands the power of the consumer, the 50 plus woman. So with brands using updated visuals and authentic storytelling about the 50 plus woman, it really gives her permission to think about the possibilities of aging and not get so set in the boxes we currently are put in. I like that. Looking at the possibilities and something on your website, you said, if you can't see it, you can't be it. And I so agree with that. 
Yeah. I think idea that we buy into the story of somebody else that's serving us. People, women will say to me when I was styling, oh, I can't wear that because I'm 50, I'm 60, I'm 70, whatever it may be. And I said, who's saying you can't? Are you feeling comfortable or is it just somebody else in an office somewhere that determined this is what's acceptable, this is what's appropriate, and this is what we deem beautiful? Like, let's redefine, let you redefine what you think is beautiful and what you think is appropriate, not somebody else. So I always try to peel back the layers of where does the messaging come from? Where did it originate? And most times, if we look at advertising, it's outdated from the 50s, 60s, 70s of this unrealistic ideal of what beautiful is. And when we start to see women represented in their truth and their authenticity, it starts to redefine beautiful and it gives that freedom to other women to be more themselves. Yes, I love that. I was looking at a sport catalog for clothing. I can't remember which one, but anyway, there was a mountain biker in there and she was in her, I think early eighties. Wow. And it was hardcore mountain biking. It wasn't putzing around and it was like in Utah or something. I love that. And she said, I'm a little less daring now than I was when I was 65. I love that. And that to me is aspirational. That to me is, okay, this is it. This is the pinnacle. Yeah. I have a funny story about that. I've told this many times. I was hiking, similar situation up in the Sierra Buttes, and we got to the top and I said, can I ask you how old you are? I just love your energy and love your spirit. And she said, I'm 70, but my hiking group thinks I'm in my 50s. And if they know I'm in my 70s, they'll put limitations on what they think I can do based on her age. So I just had this moment, this vision in my head. It was when I was first starting of, oh my God, if I saw her in an REI ad, and then she said that comment, like I'm 70, but People think I'm 50 because if they don't, if they knew I was 70, they put limitations on me. I started thinking about how often we do that to younger and older people of, oh, don't do that. You might hurt yourself. And then they start limiting what they do based on your perception of their age, not based on their ability, their true ability. So it's really important that we don't fall into that box that somebody else puts us in. It's our own mindset. So when you started out Celebrate the Gray, did you have brands that were interested right from the get-go or did you need to pull out the demographic information and the (laughs) financial truth and go, you might want to rethink this. Do you think it's something that people are embracing more now? Definitely embracing more now. I started doing shoots before the pandemic and it was getting really great traction. I started by putting an ad on Craigslist looking for gray-haired models. That's how I started getting models. And a couple of them are still with me, which is really great. And did DMing people I found on Instagram. And then pandemic happened. And pandemic was great for me, I have to say, as far as growth nationwide and gave me the opportunity to reach out to people. People had time to connect. And so, you know, the age inclusion, as you're finding, I'm sure, community is so beautiful and so supportive and collaborative. So for two and a half years now, I've built this community. Also had the opportunity to really build a very diverse group of women that wants to have a voice. I do get calls from big brands. They want to know what the return on investment is going to be immediately. And I'm like, it's not going to be immediate. It may be a two-year endeavor of you really authentically engaging with the 50 plus woman, showing her visually, using the right narrative, looking at your product to see, does your product really work for her? 
Are you talking to her? I'm definitely in the mix. Again, our sweet spot right now is that startup brand that really gets it and wants to use her. I just had a call with a brand yesterday that we did a shoot in LA this month. And he said, when he goes to look for older models, there's two and those two are tall, skinny, white women. So they don't really represent the real woman and Celebrate the Grey was really about representing the real woman. If a big brand came to me and said, look, we want a model, but she has to dye her hair permanently brown. Like, no, it's totally against what we're about. So I'm very careful about who we align Celebrate the Grey with. They don't have to be gray. No, I started with gray models because it's really the first thing we're told as we age, you need to change. You need to dye your hair to fit into what society deems beautiful. And I'd met these amazing gray-haired women that I thought, but look at how beautiful they are. So if you saw this, would we start to think about that differently? But Celebrate the Gray really is about the gray of aging and turning the narrative around to a celebration of our wisdom and our experience versus this demise of, oh my God, I'm over 50 and it's all downhill from here. I feel more inspired and more like I'm putting more out into the universe than I ever have. What do you think about some brands that are doing interesting, different things? I always say Target is every campaign they do. There's an older woman. There's a person of color. They also have disabled people to the point where it's so normalized that you don't even notice it. And that's when a brand is doing it well. And I think Athleta is starting to do a better job. Universal Standard does a great job. NYX does a great job. I've worked with a brand called Bloomers that was really wanted to be more age inclusive. So I think the brands are interested, want to. It's hard to find older women. So brands are starting to find Celebrate the Gray. So it's six years of hard work and doing a lot of posting and on podcast and connecting with people. I love the fact that it's twofold. It's really empowering women and also changing the narrative in the media and for brands and companies and why yeah. that's a big benefit. I remember meeting all these incredible women in the age inclusion space. And I said, I want to have a vehicle that other women can be part of. I don't want it just to be me sitting, sending a message. And I always say to everyone that joins, I speak to everybody that's interested that it's all of us because I can't be one voice. And it's great. I see these women come to me with incredible stories and I have a brand come to me searching for somebody that has this kind of story and to connect them is amazing. And to see both parties be so thrilled to meet each other is super satisfying to me. So that's oh, part of the job that I love doing. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And then in the past, you had some branding experience. Is that right? I graduated with a sports marketing degree. So I've always had a marketing mind and always had marketing related jobs. One of the things I've always been passionate about is inclusion and looking at those people sitting on the outside, trying to figure out a way to fit. So my big thing is talking to the end user and seeing what really resonates with her and having that information for a brand to say, this is what you think is the reality, and this is your perception of it, but here's the reality. Or let's talk to her and see if your perception matches the reality, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There was a, when you said that about perception and reality, there's an Australian company and they did a test and had a bunch of young people in their 30s, probably 20s, 30s, 
and had them look at photographs of mm -hmm. older people and determine what they were. They couldn't be a health coach. They couldn't be a pilot. They couldn't be, they couldn't oh, do this. And then they opened up the doors and met each other. <laughs> oh, I've seen this. Yes, oh, I've seen this. It's I mean, beautiful. That's what happens on photo shoots. That's what's so exciting when I go into a shoot and the, the perception of those decision makers that's hired a 70 year old to be part of their campaign. And then they have an idea of what she's going to be like, what she's going to sound like, what she does on a daily basis. And then they meet her and they're like, wait, this is 70. I thought 70 was this. And so then the next time they cast a campaign, they're going to cast it in a whole different perception and reality. I think this intergenerational opportunity to talk to someone that's younger, to really tell them about what you're doing and who you are, to start rewriting the age definitions, you know, what age looks like. Why do you think that is? Why do you think they're so surprised? Is it really because they're in a bubble and don't have examples of people who are older and active? Yeah, I think people base their perception of age on their parents, their grandparents, or people they interact with. So if they don't interact with a lot of older people or what they're fed through marketing and media. So if you don't have any role models in your life that are different than that, then that's what you perceive. So I always love the opportunity to tell people, yeah, I'm 60. I, my daughter and I run together. I started my business in my fifties. I had no experience doing it. Like kind of blow the shutters off and say, you can do anything you want. Don't let somebody else's story dictate what you can do. And also look for supporters. If you can't find supporters in your immediate friends and family, look outside that group, go on Instagram, go on Facebook, go on the web, find those people that are speaking the same kind of ideas you have in your head and put your ideas out there. Don't be afraid to articulate what you may be thinking. Put it out in the universe, I guess I'm trying to say. You never know what can happen when you do that. The people that come, and that's what I found, are beyond my wild imagination. I never could have imagined I'd be here. Uh, but again, it's been a very slow process. But now you have. Now you know what the solution is. And yeah, that is a huge, massive learning curve. And I love that. It's because that is encouraging for other people to look at. But I think it's so important because to have regret to say, God, why didn't I just try it? What's the worst can happen? Okay. It's not like you're putting hundreds of thousands of dollars into it. And if there's something that starts to fill you up or you get excited about, I'm excited every day to sit down at my computer and see who I get to interact with, what are the projects, who are the women I'm meeting. I never thought I would have that. My, my family's always done that for me, but I never thought my career would do that for me. But it wasn't overnight. I knew that there was a grain of an idea there. I didn't know what it was. And it just, I kept talking about it and kept connecting and thinking about it. I look at those notes and I think, wow, how far I've progressed. And the thoughts that I had back then are becoming reality now. I think some of us get caught up in I'm 50, I'm 60, it's too late. It's never too late. It's never too late. It's never too late. But that confidence piece is huge just to get started and taking those small steps. Like you said, it didn't happen overnight. No, I just knew anytime I talked about Celebrate the Gray, it filled me up. So listen to your intuition. It tells you when you're on the right path, when you're on your power path or you're where you're supposed to be. And then the people that start coming into your life when you start doing what you think about doing, it's amazing. Good. I think just that encouragement and that vulnerability about not knowing, not knowing where it's going to go not even knowing how to start. I love that. It would be so overwhelming that I learned to focus on only what I could do for that day. 
and not worry about where it was going. Just know that I was doing the mission of changing the face of aging for women. That was the underlying mission of everything I did. But then everything else slowly started to fall into place and listening to things, being open to things. If they kept coming to you, maybe there's some validity in the idea. There's a reason. And it's because you've been called to do it, right? Called to move forward in some capacity. And so I love that idea of just don't ignore those things and think that there's only one path. So Stephanie, can you tell me how can people reach you? Yes. Celebrate the gray and gray with an A. I'm the American spelling. So I'm celebrate the gray.com Instagram. I'm celebrate the gray LinkedIn. I'm Stephanie Odell and also celebrate the gray. So you can reach me on any of those platforms. And if you're interested in a plane, if you're over 50 gray or not gray, if you're an influencer on Instagram, love to chat with you or you're your brand that wants to understand the 50 plus consumer. I'm happy to connect. And that would be how to get in touch with me. Thank you so much, Stephanie. It was really, really fun to listen to you and how you built a modeling agency for older women all by scratch. Love it. I think changing people's perceptions by changing the visuals that we typically see in media is a really positive solution. It also makes loads of business sense. So thank you so much again. Okay, that wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to our podcast. It's called Please Ignore Us. And you can also follow us on Instagram at this is please ignore us. We have a couple of social media accounts as well. One on YouTube, one on LinkedIn. Both are under the name Please Ignore Us. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.